It is Wednesday, August 24th. It's time for Run That Back. I am Scott Bunn. And I am Tom Chalmers, and this is your Indie Sports Radio. Tom. Scott. Football season. Tis. Tis at that. I, I think I think we can just say it. Um, so we've got, in just a couple minutes, we'll be talking college football. That's, yes. That starts this Saturday. With real games. With real games. So that's happening on Saturday. Uh Real football? <laughs> no, I don't mean that. But NFL football starts in about, yeah, two weeks. Two weeks? Yes, two weeks from tomorrow with my Buffalo Bills playing the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last slate of... Do you mean the defending Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams? That's right. Um, so that is... And then the last slate of preseason games is this weekend. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm just kind of like calling it. Ready for it to be real. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I enjoy uh, the, the coverage. Yes. Um, but uh, I, I'm happy to it, for it to translate to reporting. Yeah. And I, I have some, later in the show, some comments on coverage because there's been some hilarious <laughs> stuff that even I have been like, oh, my God, you guys. Usually that's your beat. Yes. Like that's your corner. You know, but like. Is it my <laughs> Time to tell you to push away from the table. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's uh, Tom complains about ESPN. <laughs> like we should just call it what it is. There you go. Yeah. Also, in addition, not real football, but it is right now fantasy football draft yes. season. Um, so all of us are all of us insane maniacs yes. who who do this uh, are studying, preparing our draft boards, getting together and. On Zooms or in bad, badly lit rooms <laughs> to draft our team. So I'll be doing a big draft this weekend. Uh, as uh, Homer Simpson once uh, relied on Lisa Simpson, mm-hmm. uh, I know it's more, more for uh, straight betting, mm-hmm. but uh, you've spoken that uh, your son Levi seems to have an instinct about these sort of things, making up his own leagues and otherwise. Yep. Uh, have you started to outsource any of this uh, to your son? No, he's uh, he hasn't quite reached jedi master level <laughs> which I, I will say that about myself um he's more of a padawan um still learning the ways of the force wow. um, double nerd <laughs> yeah i was about to say <laughs> very we're, impressive we're crossing the nerd streams here but um we are we do have a small family league mm-hmm. uh stella levi myself and my mom do a little league so we're doing that draft this weekend too, and there are a couple of times where I'm just like, "Why are you taking that person?" But it's <laughs> all right. I I finished third. Like my mom won. Stella dominated the season. So yeah, it's fun fun times. Uh, before we push ahead with this week's episode, just a, a call back to last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff Carnavale, we did want to say thanks for uh, joining us and. Officially, congratulations. <laughs> Arsenal is atop the Premier League table by themselves. Totally. The only team to have three victories in the first three games. And, as, uh, and they also, I did want to offer a little bit of uh, I, I was about to me a couple to Manchester yeah. United. They <laughs> yeah. were like, what are the worst stars in the league? Yeah. And they came back in very satisfying victory over Liverpool. Yeah, it was great. I, I rarely root for Manchester sure. United. Uh, and I, I kind of like Liverpool. They're an ex- exciting team to watch. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, after we were kind of crapping all over them and the media has with Manchester United, to see them come out and play 
wow, that was a really good match that they played. I think I'm sort of feeling for the coach. Yeah. I, I think I had I a, like, oh, yeah. man, it's got to be tough to have I to know. like completely redress a culture and just this like yeah. uh, you know, finger-pointing dynamic that has been with them for so long and just see them win a, a very satisfying game. And then, uh, yeah, uh, Liverpool losing 2-1 to mm-hmm. uh, Manchester United. Meanwhile, um, uh, Mane, who I just mm-hmm. uh, even if I was like, ooh, boo, Liverpool anytime he did anything, I was like, he's delightful is just lightening up for Bayern Munich yeah. and they scored seven goals <laughs> yeah. like on the same day yeah. in a different game. You're like, sure are missing him. Well, and your team, Manchester City, was involved in a crazy match yeah. on Sunday with Newcastle. Newcastle took a, a 3-1 lead they did. after being down 1-0 and then, come, then Manchester City came back and so it was 3-3, three, three. so there was a lot of scoring. It was a lot of dramatics. Fun. Fun of weekend fun. of soccer. And there was, there was a club friendly today with mm. Man City and uh, uh, Barcelona. Yeah. Um, in which Man City managed to tie it with a penalty kick in the 99th minute. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know those things were possible. Yeah, so it was, again, they sort of extended time. So, yeah, when you see oh. it come up in the, the little scroll, it's 90 plus 9. You're like, ooh, mm-hmm. someone was like, just <laughs> yeah. blow the whistle already. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, I'm afraid for that, but back to Jeff. So, yeah, Arsenal, that's 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 got to feel good. I mean, it's third game. You, yeah. you know, again, we have many months. Yeah. Um, but there is a time when you can point and go, oh, is that my team? Is that yeah. my team uh, on the top all by themselves? Hooray. Yeah, I think it's that. Um, we do want to move into another headline yeah. of a sport that is not currently happening, mm-hmm. um, but it's still uh, pretty big news. We've also covered it on Run That Back previously, so yeah, we we need to talk about it. So it was announced, there was a mutual announcement between uh, the Brooklyn Nets and then uh, Kevin Durant, uh, whatever his brand is, the boardroom, something like that, uh, that they've... Wait, I, I, I wrote this down. That they have... Hold on, let me get this for it. They have agreed to move forward together mm. in terms of that... I don't know if uh, he is, Kevin Durant has rescinded his trade offer, but it's basically like they are going to do this. So my friend Matt Clark, who's been on the show mm-hmm. a couple of times, he, he loved the agreed to move forward yes. together. He was like... It's the opposite of a conscious uncoupling, <laughs> you know, the like that like weird thing of like, aren't you guys just splitting up or right. getting divorced? No, it's a conscious uncoupling. Kevin will not be moving out, yes. but he may spend some nights in the other room. Yes, yes. exactly. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah, the big the big news was that there is no news, yeah. and um, yeah, it was sort of interesting to see uh, in a, in a time where we're obviously noticing that so much of the power falls to the players these days, Mm -hmm. uh, starting with LeBron and uh, otherwise that in both cases to players who were like, yeah, well, I don't want to be here kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Like, well, you signed pretty good contracts, um, which are hard to trade and Mm -hmm. hard to move. So if we are, we're going to need to get a lot back in return. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's a lot. I think just to jump to another sport, people are like, what's wrong with, uh, you know, Jimmy G, Jimmy Mm -hmm. Garoppolo. It's like, nothing's wrong. Just everyone's sort of menu has already been kind of, predetermined for now yes. um so there's just not a place it's not like uh people are going oh yeah ryan Tannehill's is way better than mm-hmm. jimmy Ross. Like, yeah but he's already here they, okay so yeah. it was that was a, sort of a thing it's like well everyone's sort of kind of already made decisions and lots of people talked about yeah the rudy gobert trade also just so like well if he <laughs> got that much then we're gonna need to get so yeah. so much more yeah and i uh, there's a very funny uh tweet about that uh at honey om said okay. 
Rudy Gobert started COVID and ended player empowerment, empowerment in one fell swoop. And you're well like, done. wow, that's that's pretty amazing, Rudy Gobert being um, the guy who, yeah, sort of. Yeah, so that, yeah, I mean, that, it was interesting to, you know, like, oh, what is what it would have been like to see him end up on the suns somehow mm-hmm. or whatever like um but in a way for the sports gossip you know mm-hmm. for the sports soap opera um them both staying there and uh it, it somehow they became the fourth favorite to win the title yeah. you know within a day without anything changing just yeah. the fact that they're not going anywhere is just more interesting yeah yeah uh, I, and I, I did talk to you. so uh again i you know uh I do understand a little bit of mm-hmm. Kevin Durant being like, I-, I don't know, Steve Nash is the best thing for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the Celtics series was an exception. There's just not a lot of in-game adjustments yeah. and sort of like, oh, again, you don't see the Nets sort of out-coaching anybody. Mm-hmm. Not that he is a, uh, like, what are you doing there? Mm-hmm. But he does seem like he comes in with a plan. We're going to stick to the plan and not, right. not adjustments. So I, I do understand that a little bit in terms of like, we need to win now. Like yeah. this combination, Kyrie may be gone in a year because they did right. not extend him. So we kind of need to win now. And Steve Nash is still learning on the job. Yeah, great guy. Loved him as a player. Love. I love his aesthetic and his mm-hmm. style and his presence. All those things. But I, I do understand. They're like, we could use someone who understands that stuff a little bit better than. Um, well, let's just run out and make yeah. the best players uh, exceed. You know? Yeah, and. Like, okay, is there room for improvement here? Right. Is this one place that we could, like, um, take a step forward? Then maybe we could, you know. But it, it sounds as though the Nets were like, yeah, we're we're done listening to you. Like, you can't just come right. here. Like, they, they made the move to Steve Nash because of Durant, all of those things. Right. So let's bring in Fran Murphy. Fran Murphy, our intern. Welcome back, Fran. Um, so I, your favorite team is the Celtics. Yep. Um there were some rumors that this was that that, that maybe the Celtics had floated an idea, and the Nets were like, "Yeah, but we're going to need a lot more than that." Mm-hmm. Are, wh- how are you feeling with this whole Durant staying where he is and the Celtics not making a move? Are you just like, "Yeah, this is kind of what just needed to happen"? Yeah, sort of just relieved that it's finally over. Yeah, because those rumors were getting absurd mm-hmm. and like threatening retirement. Yeah, it turned out that was fake, but. Also, the stuff with Nash, it's good that he's just staying put and we can stop talking about this for another month or two. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like they could – like things change. People get hurt. You know, guys get unhappy. Mm -hmm. You know, so like he could get traded at the trade deadline, you know, like like all of that. But at least like, okay, we don't have to just be like, where's Kevin Durant going to go? Yeah, it it got pretty dumb, as you said. Um, And – NBA will be real game sometime soon. Um, there's uh, some unfortunate new news. Uh, is it Chet Hundley, whatever? Like Chet Holmgren. Holmgren. Uh, yeah. Uh, foot got stepped on by LeBron James. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Accident. Was that mm-hmm. a, I wonder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard it was. I heard there was a. It was the floor. Like yeah, the probably. yeah the. It was a pro am thing, and it wasn't like ideal conditions. But you know, that's the big worry with big guys is yeah. like. Foot injuries are the worst things sure. because, you know, from Bill Walton to Greg Oden to, you know, whoever, you know, like, uh, you know, that can just like, you know, even Embiid had foot issues sure. for a while. And so there have been players that have been able to come back from that and some players who have never been able to come back to it. So this is like, 
yeah, we don't know the prognosis. Nobody said anything. I mean, news just sort of came out today. But it's just like, that's the worst news that you can hear, that it's a foot issue. Yeah. Like, knee stuff, it's like, we got the surgery, you're out this mm-hmm. time, you'll rehabilitate, you'll be fine. Right. Like, we we don't think that way about knee injuries anymore. But, who foot issues for a big man like that who's tall, uh, yeah, not good. Not good. Um, and then uh, any other sports finding their way into your uh, purview? Yeah. Um, here, I'll, I'll, uh, we'll talk about this right now. So Tom Brady, this yeah. is now me talking about what annoyed uh, me a little bit. I've got another one, but I can save that to the end <laughs> of the show. But um, so, yeah, we're in training camp. People are getting ready. Tom Brady just, like, disappeared, you know. And so the coach said, yeah, I know where, where he is. I know when he's coming back. And he was kind of like, it's Tom Brady. He he can do what he wants. Like, um, we're gonna we're gonna let him do what he wants. And you know, word was like everybody in his family's fine. Like there's no like uh, dramatic thing, you know, um, that he needs to care for a family member. So there were just all these kind of rumors. Some people said he was doing dancing with the stars, <laughs> which was very amusing. And my daughter was like, oh, I'd watch him on Dancing with the Stars. I'm like, no! I want as little Tom Brady in my life as possible. I do not need to see him on this stupid show that I don't enjoy either. So there is that. But then I started wondering if he had... I don't know if you watch Mad Men. Did you guys watch Mad Men? Uh, Enough. So yeah. there is that... At some point in the show, like Don Draper goes out to Los Angeles. This yes. is before he moves there. And he like just disappears from his like business and he doesn't call them he doesn't call his wife he doesn't and he goes out and basically does drugs out in the desert and yeah. he's with all these hippies and i'm like did tom brady just pull a don <laughs> draper <laughs> like did he go to burning man <laughs> you know like it's the best theory yet do we need to go looking in the mojave desert go to joshua tree you know right. to find him? he's like oh sure yeah uh uh, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, you could do ayahuasca. Well, I'm going full Don Draper. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I like that theory a lot. Uh, I, we haven't talked about the Aaron Rodgers <laughs> thing, where he he showed up to training camp looking like Nick Cage from um, uh, Con Air. Yeah, and then yeah, the, just the latest thing where he's like doing some kind of drug that I'm like. I know some drugs and I haven't heard of this one. I, I will know? say that 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 is one that made so many sports reporters just yeah. seem like uh, they're, they're like this. That's <laughs> like I know a lot of people. Like I know mm-hmm. someone who literally lived in the Brazilian rainforest yeah. in a tree at doing ayahuasca on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah. What they called the works. Like mm-hmm. you go and there's like a, you know like you go to a gathered place mm-hmm. and do this with other people and sort of people who have walked this path before you. So it is a you know a tool of enlightenment mm-hmm. and. With so much that's going on with the, that author Michael Herrmann, like change your mind. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, again, a microdosing and everything. So again, so what he's doing is is very regarded mm-hmm. as something that really can put you in a place to that. And again, they're like, I guess if he just wants to sit with a hookah yeah. in his garage somewhere, <laughs> I was like, you're really showing your that yeah. you just 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 do one click yeah. on a research. Be like, oh, I guess this is actually sort of a highly regarded way about it, mm-hmm. and particularly if you have the money. Mm-hmm. and Access to things. I'm sure he, you know, didn't get it like 
you know, from some guy in a parking lot <laughs> right. and just like walked around the mall. You he know? is Aaron um, Rodgers. Yeah. So yeah, that, that that sort of bothered me. You know, just because I just happened to have uh, known some people who uh, spent some time who are like, uh, yeah, uh, Americans, you, know, you have your ways of do it kind of thing. <laughs> you know, like there are people who are like, yeah. this is what they do, and uh, again, spiritual retreats and yeah. and guided meditations on all the kind of stuff um so uh for, for me I, I wasn't like uh it's just aaron Rodgers being i was yeah. like yeah i think if you are he that tried guy, something else yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I i want to go there now um, i'm it's driving me crazy about the guy who wrote that book about psychedelics um we'll find it we'll find um, it really excited to be approaching football season as i said at the top um is uh, we have uh, college football starting on Saturday. And so when we talk about college football, we talk about college football with plenty of people. Yes. But there's really one senior person, our senior college football correspondent. It's Tim Jackson. Welcome back to the show, Tim. Hey, guys. It's, uh, it's good to be back with you because that means that college football is so close you can smell it. <laughs> I know. I think I tried to get you on in the spring to talk about like the NFL draft and like college football players. And you were like, you responded and you couldn't do it, but I could just tell your heart wasn't in it. <laughs> you know, I, I had some legit thing I was doing, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely not as exciting as uh, this time of year when, uh, when, when kickoff is just a few days away. It, it is at that. But, Tim, before we started to talk about the, the season that is soon to happen, and I do want to know uh, what is the first game that you'll be watching very soon, um, I thought we could just uh, take a little look back on, on last year's uh, season. Um, so for those who may be uh, listening in uh, and not having heard you as a guest before, you are a big Alabama fan. Uh, but we did right. explain to friend our intern. You you did earn that. You didn't magically become an Alabama fan like eight years ago. Um, um, right. You you are from there and and went there and things. Um, um, but uh, last year's season, it was satisfying. It delivered on a lot of levels. Like for example, like that opening uh, week, that that first game with Georgia and Clemson. Uh, while mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of uh, offensive output, that was a, a really exciting game with amazing defense, just like flying around right. the field. Um, so uh, just yeah, what do you remember? What do you remember of the start of last year's season? Yeah, well, and well, speaking of Georgia and, and Clemson this year, I think those two defenses are going to be again. You're probably I know you guys are more NFL guys. There's probably going to be six to eight defensive players uh, between Clemson and Georgia that mm. will go in the first two rounds wow. of the NFL draft. 2023 so yes that game all the way back to a year ago uh really set the uh the groundwork for some great defensive play from those two teams but yeah i just think it was uh a good season all the way around you know of course after coming off a a shortened season uh just to have a full season with bowl games Mm -hmm. and playoffs and you know conference championship (laughs) games that was all fantastic um you know, going into the playoffs, we finally got a, um, uh, you know, a non-Power 5 conference yeah. team in the playoffs. So Cincinnati made their appearance, 
which uh, I personally thought was was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that they earned it, and so it was fantastic to see somebody not one of the usual half dozen teams that we see in the playoffs. Of course, one of those half dozen teams that we always see in the playoffs, Alabama, did make it to the playoffs and <laughs> unfortunately uh, struggled. Uh, especially in the second half against Georgia. But for, for most of college football, <laughs> most of college football fans, they were probably happy to see someone other than Alabama or Ohio State or, or Clemson, you know, kind of the usual win. So, it was, you know, Georgia's first championship since um, 1980, I guess it was, right? Um, and so, yeah, I, I think there was a lot of – there were some surprising teams, uh, you know, some teams like uh, Houston had a good uh, uh, year. Yeah. So, you know, it's always fun to see some of those uh, surprise teams. Utah had a really good uh, team last year, yeah. and, and, you know, I would have them in my top five to start this year. So, I, yeah, um, Tim, I think the so word yeah, the fu- word finally comes in. Like, yeah, Michigan finally beat Ohio State mm. uh, yeah. in a good game. So that that was fun. Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, a team outside the the usual suspects finally made it to the uh, uh, the Final Four. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and Michigan actually followed through and didn't just have like one good game against Ohio State and right. then sort of <laughs> stubbed their toe right. the next week. Um, yeah, Alabama finally got sort of upset during the season with the, the Texas A&M game, but then they mm-hmm. sort of redeemed themselves and they claiming the SEC championship. Um, so, again, there was just a lot of things to make people go, oh, wow, that, that, that doesn't usually happen. I, I, I think I might watch again. Um, so we, yeah. we carry that into uh, uh, this year. And uh, so it, I guess the question <laughs> remains, will we see sort of a uh, – uh, reversal back to normal with maybe like right. Alabama and Ohio State being very cute. Y'all had your year, but yes. uh, we're, we're, we're here to remind you that we are the dominant programs. Right, right. You know, certainly on paper, it looks like it's Alabama, Ohio State, and everybody else. Um, and I just mentioned, you know, the Georgia and Clemson, I think both will have great defenses, but their offenses might be a little bit suspect mm. um, for for each of those, which puts them uh, a little bit below Utah, I think, just because, um, you know, that Pac-12 is pretty weak. <laughs> so I, I feel like this might be their year to finally um, break into the top five. But yeah, you're, you're exactly right, Tom. I think it's, it's really Alabama and Ohio State in terms of talent and then everybody else. If either of the two of them get beat in the regular season, it will, will certainly be an up, upset. Um, but for that matter, you know, Georgia's got a really easy schedule this mm. year. They, they start off against Oregon. Uh, which is a good name, but you know, new coach and some some personnel changes there. So uh, I think Georgia's like a 17 point favorite in that game, and that's uh, September 3rd. So that's week one, not week zero, which we'll talk about here in a minute. <laughs> right. um, but then from after that Oregon game, I mean, they just breeze through the next probably tough game on their schedule is at Kentucky November 19th so when you're playing Kentucky as like maybe your your second <laughs> toughest uh, game of the year then that that's that's probably saying something um, so Georgia's got a really easy schedule um, 
And so, you know, I, I'm expecting them to breeze right through the uh, regular season. So I, I fully expect Alabama and Georgia to be undefeated and meet in the SEC championship again. So you mentioned Utah a couple of times. We've got Fran, our intern here. Fran, do you want to ask him something about Utah? I know you kind of flagged them before the show. Yeah, I mean, I was looking for a team to root for this year. I think Utah is one of those right on the outside of the top four. Yeah. I'm yeah. wondering if Tim think they could sneak into maybe the college football playoff. Yeah, you know, I think that, that they definitely can. They do have um, – they start off with uh, Florida, September 3rd, uh, at Florida. So, really, I think if they can beat that – if they can win that very first game uh, of the year and get past Florida down in the swamp, uh, really the next couple games that they've got that are tough, they play USC – uh, October 15th, uh, they play at Oregon, November 19th. But I would be really surprised if Utah has more than one loss in the regular season. And, uh, wow. and yeah, that, that should put them right in position. They could sneak in, especially if Alabama and Georgia, one of those two will knock uh, the other off in the uh, SEC championship. So if, if one of those two has a loss going into the SEC championship, then the SEC championship should knock, knock the other one out. But, um, but yeah, I think Utah would be a, a fun team to, to root for if you don't have a particular team. Um, I, I think that they should easily win the Pac-12 this year. And uh, speaking of finally, we saw Wake Forest uh, college football program last yeah. year uh, crack the top 10 for a week or two. Uh, right. We, we sort of suffered a blow with uh, starting quarterback Sam Hartman is going to be out for an undetermined amount of time. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell me something good about Wake Forest, Tim. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I've been impressed with uh, the direction of the Wake Forest program the last two or three years. I think that they certainly have a shot to at least be in the top 25. Um, I'd be a little surprised if they kind of got above that in yeah. the teens over the course of the year. But uh, they do play Wake Forest on September 20. I mean, they play Clemson um, September 24th, and that's at Wake Forest. Uh. So, you know, catching Clemson at home, it, some magic could happen. But they also play uh, NC State October 1st and Notre Dame um November 5th, I think it is. And so, you know, as, as much as I was also pulling for Wake Forest last year, I think those three games are almost guaranteed losses, uh, Wake Forest, NC State, and Notre Dame. But, but yeah, I fully expect um, I fully expect Wake Forest to have a really good year this year. And um, I, I think they're a top 20, top 22, top 23. You know, I'll, I, I I'll take it. Being, top 23. Yeah, top twenty-three. Yeah, I'll take yeah. it. That's it. You know, I think they'll be in that range. I think they'll be from like twenty to twenty-three much of the, the season. Uh, that's great. Uh, so why don't we uh, take a break here, and then we'll talk about week zero um, a little bit as you as uh, you promised. We are back here on Run That Back. We're going to be uh, talking a little bit more college football. Um, hold on, let me bring that up. But then, oh, geez. See, I'm trying to do too much here. Give me one second. Uh, We've got uh, Fran Murphy, who brings us every week from 7.30 at 7.30. 
we talk the local sports calendar. What you got for us, friend? Charlotte FC was defeated 2-1 last Sunday at the hand of Orlando SC. Charlotte's next game will take place this Saturday as they face off against Toronto FC. The Carolina Panthers lost to the Patriots last Friday in the second game of the team's preseason. Carolina's final preseason game will take place this Friday against the Bills. Yeah. In more Panthers news, the team finally made its starting QB decision on Monday as they announced that Baker Mayfield will be the starter for Carolina's first regular season game. In college football news, the UNC Tar Heels also announced their starter quarterback, which will be Drake Maine. And his first game will be against Florida AM. The Asheville Tourists hung on to defeat the Winston-Salem Dash yesterday with a final score of 6-5. Tourists are now 50-63 and and will face the Dash again tonight. And lastly, the Atlanta Braves defeated the Pirates earlier today by a score of 14-2. Atlanta is now only a game and a half back of the division-leading Mets, and their next game will take place tomorrow against the Cardinals. All right. Thank you very much, Fran, bringing us the local sports calendar. Uh, We've got Tim Jackson here on the line. Uh, Tim, so we did reach out to you uh, last week to be like, hey, would you want to come on? We've got got about 10 days uh, before the start of the season. And... uh, you said you admitted you were like, yeah, I, I, I'm on vacation. This is a necessary time for for myself and my wife before we don't really see each other for the next six months because of college football. Is, is that a was that like a conscious decision to be like, yeah, this is a good time for our vacation? You know, it was, and our anniversary, uh, our wedding anniversary is actually August 29th, which I thought at the time was safely before any (laughs) college football was going to start in the future. Because, you know, it usually always started Labor Day weekend. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, hey, we can get married August 29th. And then, you know, I'm, I'm free and clear the rest of the football season. Well, now we've got these week zeros starting you know, a week before Labor Day weekend, and it's ruining my wedding anniversary time. So thanks, college football. for No, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to survive through that. It's one Saturday, and then I've got another week uh, until the next games. But, uh, but yeah, the actual uh, vacation was part of, like, you know, now's probably the time to sneak this in. So let's go ahead and do it. So we do have week zero that's happening on Saturday. So college football is actually kicking off in Dublin this year. Um, and is this, what do you think about this? It, it, it is a little bit jarring for me to see it. Are you like, I don't care. They could play it on the moon. I'll still be watching it. <laughs> um, they could. They could play anywhere and I would still watch it. I, I'm not sure if they, especially, so it's Nebraska versus Northwestern. To my knowledge, you know, neither have uh, an overly Irish connection. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I could I could see if it were Notre Dame or even, maybe even Boston College or something like that. But uh, but yeah, Nebraska versus Northwestern in Dublin, Ireland, is a little weird. Um, but uh, hey, you know, it's the first um, kind of marquee game of the college football season. So I would definitely be watching it if it were at Nebraska, at Northwestern, in Dublin, Ireland, or 
as you say, on the moon. So um, Nebraska is a, a, nearly a two-touchdown favorite in that game, mm. um, and it should be good. And right before that, actually, um, on CBS Sports Network, Austin P is at Western Kentucky, <laughs> so I know you'll have your big foam finger ready, screaming "Let's go P, let's go P" at your television set. Uh, I, I will now. Uh, may not still be. At least, didn't Northwestern have an uh, an Irish sounding coach for a long time, Pat Fitzgerald? Yeah, that's true. They do have Pat Fitzgerald. Maybe that is the connection. Maybe that's why they uh, they, they ended up as the the team that's in in Dublin this year. But um, you're not going to sneak yeah. that by a kid from Western Massachusetts. <laughs> we know our Fitzgeralds. Yes, <laughs> I, I do. There you go. Good, good job. I do like the like let's go pee thing for all of these <laughs> these guys talking about college football who are. You know, thinking a little bit more about our bladders as we get a little bit older. You know, so yes. yeah, so those uh, so those chants um, they hit a little harder. So maybe Austin <laughs> P needs to be um, more up in there. So uh, you know, we do say this every year. You know, Tom coined this a couple of years ago. Like, who is watching this game? It's uh, the uh-huh. answer is always Tim Jackson. So I love that you're like. Yeah, Austin P, Western Kentucky. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. It is. That will give me 30 minutes until I can get to the Nebraska-Northwestern game. And, you know, with all the commercials, you got to have a, a B game, right? Oh, yeah. So every time Nebraska-Northwestern goes to commercial, I flip over to see what's happening with Austin P and Western Kentucky. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm planning ahead. It's going to be a good Saturday. Well, I, I, from what I hear, you switch over, but do you ever go screen in screen? You know, very rarely. Cause <laughs> I just I get too distracted by oh, what's happening you. with the other screen, and then I miss the play on the main game that I'm watching. So every now and then I will do that, but typically uh, I just catch it uh, with uh, during commercial breaks. Do, does college football have uh, a version of the red zone like the NFL does? They have not up to this point. I keep expecting that to be uh uh and instituted but uh so far there's not one where you can just watch one channel and see all the all the, the touchdowns on a, a saturday but would, that would be pretty great would you watch it if uh, if so like if there was like maybe a stretch where there's like uh i don't have a marquee game that i'm tracking i'll just click over and do like i don't know whatever you call it the 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 hill or the quad zone or something like that <laughs> right yeah i would definitely do that you, you know if there wasn't a, a main game i was watching and uh, you know like this week you've got um you know charlotte at florida atlantic wyoming at <laughs> illinois you know while those are on you know if, if we had other games I, I would maybe flip over and catch uh, a red zone equivalent for college football um but uh but yeah as it stands i just uh i'm kind of a, a commercial break flipper see see who the, the next game is gotcha tim you mentioned the concept of uh real game so uh what do you think we can look forward to on the calendar for the the arrival of uh, real games um yeah i believe we got an early one with uh, alabama and texas is that right Ooh. Alabama, Texas is coming up uh, on week two, yep. so that's definitely um, uh, certainly on my radar as a as a good one uh, for Alabama fans. We'll we'll actually be t- tuning in week zero because uh, our first opponent mm. uh, on September third is Utah State. 
uh, and uh, Utah State will be playing the mighty UConn team, and UConn is uh, about as miserable as it gets in Division One football. <laughs> but, um, but you know, you can at least get a glance at who your next opponent is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, looking at the the schedule coming up, um, I think you know next weekend, Labor Day weekend, especially for your fine listeners in the state of North Carolina. There's a couple really interesting games. Uh, NC State is at East Carolina, Uh and UNC is at App State. So I think it is fascinating that the two big ACC schools are on the road to play the uh, kind of lesser conference schools. So NC State at East Carolina and UNC at App State. And UNC, I think, is only like a two-point favorite over App State. Right. That, so that one may that, be a very interesting, that very is cool. competitive game. Because, yeah, they are going sort of out of conference and, and sort of reaching down, but just a little bit. Obviously, yeah. App State, you know, notorious for the Michigan win. But, again, that's a good program. Always. And Eastern Carolina as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that's some great interstate programming. Well done. Uh, and quickly, um, before we leave you, you know I always ask you this every year. Um, as the as an NFL fan, who are the, like, big players that I should be looking out for? You know, quarterbacks, you know, dynamic wide receivers, running backs. Who are, who are the guys that are going to be in that 2023 draft? Yeah, I will. Uh, I'd say two of the guys that are going to be probably favored for the the Heisman are both yeah. quarterbacks. That's of course Bryce Young, who won last year, quarterback from Alabama. C.J. Stroud, quarterback for Ohio State. He's right. got a ton of talent around him. I would say those will be the first two quarterbacks chosen in the draft. So they'll probably be top five picks. Um, and and my guess is C.J. Stroud will go before Bryce Young. He's got a little more of the measurables that the NFL is looking for. He's a 6'3", 220 guy versus Bryce Young, who may claim to be six foot, but I yeah. think he's probably more 5'11". Yeah. Um, if unless something weird happens, I think Will Anderson, the edge rusher from Alabama, is going to be right. the number one guy chosen in the draft. Um, Jalen Carter, defensive tackle from Georgia. Uh, is probably going to be a top two or three guy. Uh, and George has also got um, Keely Ringo, the cornerback, uh, so a defensive back. He's he's probably going to be a top five or six guy. And then, like I said, Clemson's got a handful of, of, of guys, linebacker Trenton Simpson, um, uh, defensive tackle Brian uh, Breesey, um, who else? Uh, Miles Murphy, edge mm. guy for Clemson. So they've got like three guys that could – potentially be all defensive guys uh clemson's got three players that could get in the top 10 of the nfl um draft in in 2023 so those guys are some of the top ones i I would guess that um another guy that you're going to hear about probably for some heisman talk is Bijan robinson the running back for texas right he'll probably be the top running back chosen in the draft but you know we haven't had a top uh 20 uh, a top 20 pick in the first round uh running back in i don't know several years yeah. so um even though he'll be a heisman candidate and um and will be probably the first running back taken you know he may not be chosen as well about 20th or so in the the draft but those would be the guys that i would think are going you're going to start seeing on sundays uh beginning in 2023 good tim you're talking about players i'm curious how much you think 
um, some of the shifting of coaches is going to impact some programs. We had Lincoln Riley going from Oklahoma mm-hmm. to USC. We had uh, the coach from Oregon coming down to Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And uh, we finally broke up the Clemson coaching staff a little bit, right, with Brett <laughs> Venerables That's uh, right. Uh, yeah. going to somewhere in Texas or something. Um, Venables went to Oklahoma. Omaha, so that's took, right. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, he took Lincoln Riley's place. So, uh, what do so, you think? That, uh, uh, I mean, there seems to be optimism in, in all those places. I mean, it's nice for uh, Brett to come into a program that is, is yeah. left in pretty good condition. He's he's not really reviving, but just kind of um, uh, keeping keeping the truck running. Um, but what do you th- what do you see as uh, impact for those programs with those coaches? Yeah, and of course, you know, Brian Kelly went to LSU, and um, so there's a new coach at Notre Dame as well. So, you know, I think all of those teams, um, you know, I think all those coaches are are good, and Notre Dame, USC, Oklahoma – uh, of course, LSU, I don't think, is, is going to bounce quite back no. uh, to where they were this year. But, I, you know, I think Notre Dame, USC, and Oklahoma are all going to be um, pretty good teams this year. But I do think the fact that there is a new coaching staff, a new head coach, still kind of getting used to each other uh, with the, the, the coaches and the players, that will probably keep those, you know, kind of out of playoff contention mm-hmm. and probably out of the top eight or nine teams. Um, I have seen Notre Dame listed in a few polls as high as, you know, fifth or sixth. But I just, you know, they play Ohio State. They play North Carolina. They play BYU. They play Clemson. They play USC. I just got to think they're going to drop. With a new coach, I feel like they're going to drop two or three of those games. Uh, USC plays Notre Dame, UCLA, and Utah. I figure they'll probably lose all three of those Mm -hmm. but yes you're exactly right there has been a a coaching change and especially weird that they are at such top name programs and i think um this year won't be the year for any of those Mm -hmm. but most of those will be teams to watch you know starting in 2023 and beyond so what's the over under on the week that brian kelly drops his new southern accent uh, <laughs> uh, that is a very good question, but yeah, when he had that, uh, uh, when he was at the podium and was doing that Southern, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the craziest thing I have ever seen. So I'm saying by like week six, he'll he week will six, have uh, okay. forgotten all about that. So, yeah. uh, and then Tim, before we go, while we are talking uh, coaching, we did see that uh, uh, Coach Saban at Alabama did get an extension and a raise. And I thought it was interesting. He certainly could get paid much more than what he did. I mean, he's getting paid a, a, a lot. Um, but uh, it was just enough to make him the highest paid coach at any of the public schools. And also right. just a little bit more than Kirby Smart. Uh, and I know you, Georgia. Uh, uh, and I know you know that stuff matters to him. Yes, it definitely does. I'm sure it matters to uh, Alabama fans, and uh, there's no question that uh, the Alabama administration knew exactly what Kirby was making when they uh, gave him that extension. But um, it's, it's you know an outrageous amount of money, but for us Alabama fans to have him locked up to 2030, we're pretty happy about it. <laughs> I, bet you are. Uh, I bet you are, and uh, <laughs> considering there's at least a three-hour commercial for Alabama on network television <laughs> each week, uh, he's, yeah. he's pretty worth it. Yeah, That's right. Oh, by the way, Bryce Young, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, I think it officially debuts 
um, speaking of the commercialism of, of college sports, um, he's on the Fansville Dr. Pepper commercials. Oh. Um, and that's going to debut, I think, this Saturday on, on TV. So, you know, NIL, it's a thing. We're starting <laughs> to see uh, players that's actually right. in commercials this year. So That's a big change. Hey, not a change is you coming on and being awesome. Yes. Thank you, Tim. Thanks for coming on the show. All right, it's always good to talk to you guys. And enjoy the football. Believe me, I will. (laughs) We know you will. Okay, a couple of things that I have to cop to. Over to you. Uh, I watched a preseason game. Whoa. Yeah, I don't usually do it, but that tells you how excited I am for this Bills game, uh, for this Bills season. Sure. Uh, We've got a very tough schedule, but um, we knew that the starters would be playing um, so we got to see Josh Allen play for one series. He mm. looked great. And, that, and then the coach McDermott was like, yep, get off the field. You did it. Okay. That <laughs> they was, went and wrapped him yeah. in bubble wrap. Yeah, yeah. you're good. You're good. Um, so watched a preseason game, which I haven't done. I, of course, uh, promptly fell asleep. So, you know, that was, that was good. It is preseason. Yeah. Maybe that's why you watched. Yeah. Uh, and then... So I'll I'll invade your corner like Scott turn off the ESPN. <laughs> it was the uh it was sort of on while the preseason game was happening in the scroll this ranking of the players it was like a a player survey that ESPN did and it was like the top 100 players in the mm-hmm. NFL. And I kept seeing too much of that content to then even Stella asking me like Oh, uh, what number do you think Josh Allen's going to be at? I saw that Diggs was at 14. I was like, I don't care. Like, I, I that is the most meaningless thing. It's the weirdest thing. And, like, m- like Mac Jones was at 85, and people got all mad about that. I'm like, who cares? Like, this. And so that was the one thing. I was like, this isn't, this isn't about fantasy. And it's this weird popularity contest. And, like, Justin Herbert was at 40th. And I'm like... Yeah, but if you're going to start a franchise, like, he's one of the top ones. And then I'm like, I'm getting sucked into it. I don't want to know about this list. So that's my thing that I got mad about this week. My, like, uh, why are people mad who don't know is, uh, again, a Yankees fan. Mm -hmm. So uh, Paul O'Neill was inducted into the the yard of fame back Mm, there, whatever you call it. Where they're buried. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and people are like, Paul O'Neill, I don't know. I mean, does he really? Like when you go like, you know, uh, you know, yeah. Mantle, Ruth, Garrick, do you think Paul O'Neill next? And I was like, well, why is, like, why do you have to be better than the greatest right. in order to be included in great? Yeah. Um, and I was like, you went there. Yeah. Like, I was going to say, you've been a Paul O'Neill yeah. guy it's forever. Like, just the way he just was a reason to tune in uh, every day. And again, yeah, most of his career, <laughs> or half it was spent as a red and otherwise. But uh, I was like, if you watched him for those four or five years where he just brought uh, an excellence and a passion to, to every play, and totally, you didn't mind when he like you know broke a helmet going back to the <laughs> dugout. Uh, he just was, you know, again, you know, when you that expression like you know bleed Yankee blue and all that right. kind of stuff. That was Paul O'Neill. Yeah. So a lot of people sort of campaigning for him his non inclusion. Right. And I was like, that's how I was like, you weren't there. Yeah, I'm a Yankees fan. I'm glad yeah. to have Paul O'Neill in in that uh, Hall of Fame. And so, uh, and yeah, and he has a little bit of Chalmers in him, or maybe <laughs> the other way. I, I've never seen you broke a, break a helmet or anything like that, but he has that, like, he is in the game. And, like, 
I, I know you that sometimes <laughs> that's what you want in a player. Like, show me that you're committed to yes. this. You well, know? Thanks. Yeah. Um, well, great. We are here at the end of the show, uh, what we call the Coffin Corner, where we recognize people from the world of sports and entertainment who have left us this week. Uh, fortunately, there's, there's a few too many. Uh, we start with Len Dawson, uh, Hall of Fame quarterback, um, played 19 seasons, uh, mainly known uh, for playing with the Chiefs in Super Bowl One. Yeah. Um, and just uh, love hearing... Um, the uh, the coach for the the Packers, Hank Stram, Hank's, uh, being like ah, Dawson, we got a guy, yeah. And then and then they won it in Super Bowl four, right? And there's a famous picture. It was going around social media today of him um, during halftime of Super Bowl four, smoking in the locker room. Yeah, and and it's just like wow, that is a different era of professional sports. Okay. Thanks for listening to Run That Back. We'll see you next week.